Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years, and each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. The topic for tonight's call is emotions. We will be exploring tools to work with negative emotions and destructive thought patterns. First, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very special guest with us this evening, our very own Director of Training, Kathy Quinlan Perez. She has been in the personal growth industry for 30 years and has been with PSI Seminars for over 27 years. In addition to the PSI Basic Seminar, she facilitates the Life Success Course and the Women's Leadership Seminar. Kathy, are you with us? I most certainly am, Kat. Welcome. We're so excited to have you on the call. Well, I am excited to be on this call also. I was have been thinking about this for days, and I am thrilled to actually have people listening tonight that they can walk away tonight with some tools and some techniques that will definitely support them. I was thinking about, boy, emotions are a hot topic for sure. You know, when I really think about what happens when we get all emotional and all the thought processes that go in to, like, people asking themselves, like, what, why am I feeling this way? What should I do with this? What should I do? But I was fortunate enough this weekend to actually get to sit in our basic seminar as Cortland Warren was doing the basic in San Francisco. And it was absolutely incredible to get to sit there as a re-audit, so to speak, because that's one of our privileges that we have. We can come back to the basic for the rest of our lives as many times as we want to. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing to be able to sit there and go, no matter how long I've been in this work, that I hear something new. And I go, oh yeah, right. And, oh, I'm so reminded of that. And there was something that Cortland said is, he said, you know, when your button gets pushed, that's an area that he tells you you need to do some work on it. So that I just kind of giggled to myself in the back of the room going, oh, that is a perfect line to open up with Emotions 101. And so the question I'm going to ask everyone on the call tonight is to ask yourself, do you have your emotions or do they have you? And I'm going to give you some tools, as I said, and some techniques. And I'm also going to review, for many of the people that are on the call that are graduates that have taken our classes, I'm going to do a walk back in memory lane, so to speak. And because I believe that there is, we, we cannot possibly hear this information too many times. And when we actually start to tell ourselves, oh, I've heard that before, that's your first clue that you might want to take the cotton out of your ears and listen again. And for all the people that are joining us this evening that have never taken the basic seminar, I hope that what you hear tonight entices you to actually take action in your life and go sit in that class for those three days, because what I will guarantee you, it is the beginning of a transformational journey for yourself that starts in our basic and proceeds through our life success course and our leadership seminars. And I, also what I did is I 
started to uh, reread The Path to Liberty. In my day, it was called The Manuscripts, which, which is a book that we get at the Life Success Course. And I immediately opened up to the book of Attitude. And one of the great, greatest lines that Mr. Wilhite wrote was, I mean, he has so many, however, it just stuck out for me, is that you don't have to be sick to get better. And so we as human beings were put on this planet to, I believe, actually have an extraordinary life. I believe that. I believe that we were put on this planet to do this dance called Life Together. And the only thing that gets in our way of doing that dance together is our thought process. So what I'm going to invite everyone to do this evening is to really listen and to listen from what we, what we teach in the basic seminars from the third way. So the first two ways, I'll just remind everyone, is the first way we either agree with everything that's being said or we disagree with everything that's being said. And not that one way is right or wrong, but obviously both of those two ways of listening, nothing new can possibly get in because we've already made a decision. And so what I'm going to ask everyone is to really listen from that third way, to just be with and just notice your, your, what you're feeling, notice why you're feeling it as you're listening. And out of that, you might very well discover what's at the root of what's generating how you're responding to your emotions. So listening from the third way is incredibly, incredibly valuable. And I also was reminded we were about to sit down and uh, watch the Warrior game last night, and which, oh, we were very sad. However, LeBron did pay a, play a really good game. However, <clears throat> I got a call from my niece, a FaceTime call, and so I immediately picked it up and went into the other room and shut the door, and my poor little niece was just crying her heart out because she just had this argument with her friend. And I just listened, and I practiced that third way of listening. And I share that story is because she just needed to talk. She didn't need me to, to come rescue her, even though I wanted to crawl through that screen and just hold her. She just, she just needed to talk and to have someone listen and to validate her feelings, and now what does she do about it? And so I use that example is because that happens so often. We could take that into our relationships with our spouse, with our best friends, with our employer or our employees. Often we have this, i got to do something about it, but... Maybe, that, maybe you don't. Maybe it is just really listening. And so I use that example at, to validate really giving yourself the opportunity to really listen tonight. So in the basic seminar, uh, we have a diagram. And that diagram is that here we are as children. We are brought into this world absolutely perfect. And for those of you that have children and experience children, and I guarantee you are a child once, what, the most beautiful thing about a child is their emotions and their ability to, no matter what time of day or night it is, that for their ability to actually express them. And interesting how easy children can move through their emotions. You know, they could be angry these five minutes and the next five minutes they're as happy as can be. And so what we want as human beings is to get back to that, to get back to the childlike behavior of identifying and moving quickly through it. But what happens is, is that we have all these, these emotions, and, our, and I'm not actually going to say that it's like our core values, our core values of joy and love and compassion 
and passion and empathy for people. And, you know, like that's, that's the beauty of it. And then someplace along the line, as we start to grow up, we start to hear things, we start to experience things that dictate how we actually express those emotions, if we should express them, if we shouldn't express them. You know, maybe someone learned, you know, uh, men don't cry or girls behave this way or money grows on trees, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then that, that thinking starts to color all those things that we would express as a child. And then as we start to grow up, that thinking, and the word that we use in the basic seminar is programs. We could call that conditioning, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, our paradigms. However, that thinking, our programs then, definitely affect our attitude, which definitely affects our behavior, which then directly affects our results. And so what happens is when our results are not lining up with our core values, all hell can break loose. We get stressed, we get angry, we do all the shoulds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So tonight I want everyone to really start to ask yourself, what are you really committed to? What are the results that you really ultimately want? And if the results that you're currently producing in all aspects of your life are not lining up with what you say that you want, now it's time to do some work on, okay, what's generating this? What's the thinking that's generating how I'm, what my attitude is, how I'm feeling, what my behavior is, what I'm, and how I'm acting? And the one thing I know for sure is that we cannot change other people, but the one thing that we can change is ourselves. So what is it about yourself that you've got to shift to have this situation turn out? You know, so all of us, I'm going to talk about a, a thought process that all of us are, are, we are always in at some level, some point, at some point of the day. And what we call it in the basic seminar, it's called the three R's. And what that stands for is resentment, resistance, and revenge. So resentment, what the definition of resentment is that we use in the basic seminar is any emotional reaction to what was said or done or to what we think was said or done. So think about that. So any emotional reaction to what was said or done or to, or, or to what we think was said or done. So start asking yourself, how often are you making stuff up in your head that you don't even know if that really happened? And so you think it was said, you think this is what's happening, and maybe it isn't. So we have all these feelings that happen. So resentment is the judgments that we have, all the shoulds that we put on ourselves, all the how come it's not turning out this way. And so what happens is that all of a sudden we start having these emotions inside, and we have all these different reactions. And those reactions then are not always the most productive reactions. It's all, it's all the ways that we live in a comparison shopping world. You know, uh, we compare ourselves to other people. We compare ourselves to our parents, our bosses, or the other people that we work with. We judge ourselves. And <clears throat> all the times that we're, like, living in this, it's right or wrong, or we hammer ourselves, so to speak. We beat ourselves up on certain things, and we start to feel guilty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all the – it's like we start to have all these emotions, and – not emotions are the greatest thing in the world. The question is, as I said earlier, 
Do you have them or do they have you? So what happens is, is we start to feel these resentments because it's not turning out how we think it should. Our husband isn't treating our, our, us the way we think he should. Our children aren't doing this. Our employees aren't doing this. Our bosses aren't doing this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now the question is, what do you do with those? What do you do with all those emotions? Do you stuff them and shut down, so to speak? Or do you actually go, okay, let me, let me be with this a minute, and how do I, what do I do with this? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through these three, uh, these three R's, and then I'm going to give you some solutions. So let's just, you know, I want everyone on the call to be thinking about your own personal example of times that you have felt resentment in your life, and really allow yourself to bring that up for yourself. And how do you respond to, you know, what do you do? Like, how do you feel physically? You know, do you lash out at people? Do you start to get headaches? Do you start to get stomach aches? Do you get back aches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Because I'm going to suggest that the, one of the biggest areas where we damage ourselves with resentment and holding on to things is that we get ourselves sick. We put on weight. We smoke. We drink. We do things that are just really unhealthy for ourselves because we're avoiding those emo emotions. And I, I think emotions are the greatest thing in the world. It's, again, what are you doing with them? And so here we are, we're feeling this resentment, and so most of the time we don't want to feel that. So one, one way specifically that what most of us do is we start to just shut down. Okay, I'll put that on the back burner. I'll worry about that later. And so that moves us into the second R. And hear me, I'm going into this in a very fast-forward place. And again, I'm going to invite everybody on the call to go back and re-audit the basic seminar. And again, if you haven't taken the basic seminar, to actually go to the basic, because this is one of the most valuable lectures in the basic seminar. And what we do is we go into what we refer to as resistance. And so resistance is not accepting what is. So how we often do that is, as I said, we just shut down. And we go, okay, I'll worry about that later and we put on a back burner. But the deal is, is later never comes. And so ask yourself, how, what are all the areas in your life where you're resisting to what is? You know, there's a lecture that we do in Site 7, and for all the graduates that are on the call and, you, and we give you this CD, is, uh, and you can actually download it on, and listen to it from the website, and it's called, um, This Is It and I'm Satisfied. So our resistance is all the, you know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to ignore this. And we do resistance a lot of different ways. And we ignore people. You know, I always use the example in the basic in relationships. It's like we go to bed and, the, you know, the Berlin Wall just came down between the two of you. And so think of all the places where you're in resistance and what kind of price do people pay when you're in resistance? When you actually shut down your emotions and don't want to communicate about things, who's really paying the price? Because I really believe that when we start to really understand all this and we, when we really look at, wow, what's the prices I'm paying? So here you are now. You've had these feelings, and you don't really know what to do with them, so you just you don't want to deal with them, so you just shut them down, and you start to go in resistance we start to become numb, and we're not really present in our lives. We're not, we're, we, it is definitely a way that we disconnect from one another. 
And then what happens is we start to go into the third R, and that third R is where we start to get back. We start to lash out. And we do things that oftentimes we cannot ever take back. So imagine like inside of yourself is a rope, and in the times of your life when things are just moving and it's shaking and you're congruent, you're in alignment, that rope is just swinging through the air, things are moving. And then something happens, and it's almost like a hand inside of you just tightens that rope. And then somebody else says something, and then somebody else says something, and then somebody else says something, and then somebody else says something. And pretty soon, that rope inside of you that was just swinging free in the air now is just wound up. And what happens is we, we become shut down, and we start to build up internal walls, and we disconnect with the world. And how do I, you know... There are horrible things that happen in the, every single day in the world. But if we took all of that on, we couldn't even get up in the morning. So again, I'm going to go back to what I said, is that do you have your emotions or do your emotions have you? And so how do I get out of the three R's? You know, I, I have all these feelings and all this that's happening. I mean, I'm going to say one thing that is one of the greatest gifts that you could give to yourself is to start journal. Start journaling about what you're feeling. And sometimes it's better to get it out on a piece of paper before you actually go have a conversation. So here's some, here is definitely some tools to assist you. First of all, you've got to come from a place of open, honest, and responsible communication. Often when we're having a, a conversation with someone we're, and it's heated, we'll, things like... Uh, you made me feel this way, will come out of our mouth. And the truth is, is no one can make you feel anyway. That's you. So at, start asking yourself, why am I choosing to feel this way? Of all the possible feelings I could have, how come I'm choosing this one? So open, honest, responsible communication. And that if you cannot see, now if there's actually a fourth R there, let me go back here because something just popped into my mind. If there's a fourth R, that fourth R would actually be resolution. If you can't see a resolution, it's not going to happen. Someplace in your mind, you don't always know how you're going to get there, but someplace in your mind, you've got to see that perfect end result. Like, okay, this is how I want it to be. Because what's going to happen, and it's the power of our mind, if you listen to, I'm sure we have... Um, numerous different teleseminars that actually talk about the workings of our mind. But the pictures that we put in our mind are so powerful that we respond to those pictures. It's just like as we talk about in the basic seminar, you know, we dream all the time, and our body responds to those dreams. So now on a very conscious level, what is the pictures you're putting in your mind? Like if you see it, it will happen. Conceive, believe, and you will achieve. But you've got to see that perfect end result. And give. You know, there's a saying in the basic seminar, it's like one of the pillars of the basic seminar, it's giver's gain. And giver's gain means that giver's gain, gain unless they want to. If you're giving to get, that's not giver's gain. you got to just give. You see, I say we give for ourselves. Because when we start to give in those areas where we have the resentments and we're resistant to those people or that situation, when we actually start to give there, 
part of us starts to open up. We start to take the energy off of it. I mean, think about this. I mean, think about of all the things that you let stew in your mind. If you actually sent uh, a bill to the person that has been living in your mind for so long, is that if you actually sent a bill to them, you could be a multimillionaire of all the rent space they've taken up. I mean, that is truly sometimes what we do is often what happens is we build up these resentments inside of ourselves and we think that this is what they meant or this is what they said. And really when we actually sit down and have a conversation, it's not at all what was uh, intended to happen. And it's just got somebody got their wires crossed. Somebody, I didn't mean it to come across that, that way. And you can have a whole different conversation. And the key here is to actually forgive. And I know, I guarantee you, there's some people right now that are going, but if you knew the situation, I can't possibly forgive them. Again, you're forgiving for you. Otherwise, you're drinking poison. To throw it out there on somebody else to carry this around, it's not you're drinking the poison because our energy goes someplace. But definitely that energy and those ill thoughts that we have inside of ourselves, it's doing more damage to ourselves. Because if you start to look at where are you paying prices, what's the price that you pay, and what's the price other people pay. So when we actually hold on to things, think of the damage that we're doing to other people. Think of the damage we're doing to ourselves. And please hear me, I am not saying that what has been said or what has been done is right. No, it's not. You have those feelings and they're valid feelings. However, what are you doing with them? Where are you really paying the price? Because I believe when we see that the price we're paying is an extraordinary relationship, that's too big of a price to pay. And sometimes what we have to do is we have to get off of our righteousness. You know, one, something I always say in our relationship piece at the Life Success Course is, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to be right or do you want to have an extraordinary relationship? Do you want to be right or do you want to have an incredibly successful business? So which one are you really committed to? Like start looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, what? Yeah, you could make them pay the price. That's great. You can make them put up another hoop to jump through to prove something to you. But why? What is, what is really generating that position? Because often we take a stand for something that has really nothing to do with the ultimate thing that we really want in our lives. And a different way to really start to look at this is, are you happening to the world or is the world happening to you? See, when we're living from, and again, another area of the basic seminar is when we're living from a victim consciousness. A victim consciousness is, oh my gosh, look what they did to me. So there's no power in that. Absolutely not. But to actually stand on the other side in, okay, here I stand, and the world will adjust. Is, and I say that from a very powerful, congruent, internal place. I can't, I can't stand there if I'm standing there from a righteous and you're going to do this the way I want you to do it. No, no, no. Responsible means I'm the source. I'm the source of what is happening around me. So if I'm the source, it's time to stop pointing the finger outward, but to actually start to point the finger at myself. What is it about me that's generating this? What's my thought process that's coming across right now that is, that is 
creating this chaos. And, I, and not to be pointing the finger at ourselves from, like, I'm going to beat myself up about it. It's like, okay, all right, so what's going on inside of me that this is happening? And sometimes we have to get off our positions. Again, back to what I just said, is do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? So <clears throat> one of the things before I start talking about victim responsible, I want everybody to think about this one. And I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before. Is and I think I actually heard it at Principia one time, and it was um, Bob Proctor. But think if you videotaped yourself for 24 hours, seven days a week, for 30 straight days, and you sat down and you watched that video. Ask yourself, would you date you? And if the first question is uh, no, then okay, so what is it about you that you got to start to shift? I mean, that's the beauty in all of this. The beauty is, is that the one thing we guaranteed we can change is our thinking. We have absolute total power and control out of shifting our thought process. But we will do that when there's something that matters that much. We'll do it because we want to be the best mother. We want to be the best father. We want to have the most successful business. We want to be the greatest woman, the greatest man. We want to lead the troops. We want to, like... There's a vision that we have, like the big why for ourselves. When that starts to get clear, we definitely will start to shift how we are living our lives. And that's what I'm going to ask everyone. When you get off this call, I want you to, <clears throat> before you go to bed tonight, I want you to, in your mind, I want you to see that why. If you have a challenge in your relationship, if you have a challenge at work, I want you to actually put on your screen, in your mind, the perfect end result. This is how I see it. This is how I want it. Because I promise you, when you put those kind of pictures in your mind, you emotionally will get attached to it. You'll see it and go, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, joy will come into your body. All of a sudden, love will come into your body. I mean, I, though I, my heart went out for my niece, Catherine, crying, oh, I just wanted to reach inside that phone, as I said, and just give her a big hug. But what what she brought back to me is the value of people and the value of our connection and the value of love. Because I guarantee you, everyone that's listening tonight, you love. So the question is, are you giving it away or are you holding on to it? And I say it's time that we actually start to give it away. And sometimes to better understand another person, stand in their shoes. Stand in their shoes about, okay, how are they looking at the world? What's their thought process that might be running them? And it might support you in having more compa compassion for that person. So I want to go back to this whole concept of victim responsible. Here we are. If I live from a place of responsible, like I am the source, I create my life, there is unbelievable freedom in that. When you think of Areas in your life where you're feeling victim, whether that's victim in a relationship, victim to a best friend, victim to yourself, victim to your circumstances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now what I'm going to invite you to start to look at, okay, so based on the choices that you have made in your life, how did you set it up? And not from the, I should have done this, I did, you know, again, not from the fault or blame, but to actually start to go, okay, what are the choices I made? 
because when you can actually stand there and go, all right, out of the choices I made, this is what happened. So based on your thought process at that moment and the thought process that's been driving you, there is probably no other choice you could have made. However, now that you see that, what are you going to do about it? And sometimes you've got to go back and you've got to rework a lot of things in your life. But that's the beauty of it all, is instead of ignoring it, that you actually are proactive about it. Because I'm going to say that living from a place of responsible, like, okay, I am the source, sure, we make mistakes. We say things and we do things that absolutely do not work. However, again, coming from, do you want to live in a world where you feel joy and passion and aliveness, or do you want to live in a world where you're angry and hopeless and out of control? You know, like I say we want to live in a world where I feel empowered and powerful and that I'm actually uh, in control of what's happening and where I'm going in my life and that I really am living from a place of forgiveness and acceptance versus judgment and anger and all of that. I mean, start to really ask yourself, what is it, how come you're avoiding taking responsibility for what is? How come you're avoiding uh, doing something about it? Because many times what happens is people, you know, there's payoffs for either one. The payoff for like living life from a victim point of view is I don't really have to do anything. I can always point the finger someplace else. But to actually stand in responsibility, I got to take action. I got to do something to make it right. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to give you a little, there's a little saying that we have at WLS. I'm going to give everybody that might be a little reminder. And it is, when in doubt, shut up. Like, if you have a question about what you're about to say, you might not want to say it. It's because so often, and I'll, you know, I'll share another personal story, is sometimes, you know, I, before I walk into the house, I just have to ground myself before I walk in. Because I've walked in my house before, and I just start sprout, spouting out orders. This has got to happen. This has got to happen. This has got to happen. And my husband will just kind of look at me and go, um did you want to uh, walk out that door and uh, come back in as my wife instead of my boss? And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that. Okay, I got to go. Let me go, do, let me go take a drive. Let me go take a walk around the, around the block. But I, and I t tell that story because it's actually really funny. And so often we just, things just come out of our mouth. And you got to stop and think. You know, another great saying I heard from a brilliant woman, she said, for what purpose? Am I saying what I'm saying? Again, for what purpose am I saying what I'm saying? Actually, I can go, okay, am I saying this just to be heard? Am I saying this to please everybody? Am I saying this to be liked? Am I, what am, what's going on here? Because, again, I'm asking everybody on this call to check in. Like, you were put on this planet, honest to goodness, to have an extraordinary life. And every action that we take affects that. And if you're not clear about what you really want, it's time to get really clear about what you really want, is that we can shift everything in our life when we start to shift our thinking. And I want to read something that I think will be very relevant for everyone on the call. And it's a poem that I read up at the Life Success Course in our relationship piece. And it's called My Responsibility. And for any life success graduate on this call, uh, I'm going to ask you to get this out and start 
rereading it every day. Now, I know some people that have actually framed it and put it up in their house. I have it everywhere because I sometimes, I, I need to remind myself of this one. So as I said, the name of it is My Responsibility. I am responsible for my relationship to you. I am responsible for the way I see you. I am responsible for letting you see the inner me. I am responsible for correcting false images of me that I give to you. I am responsible for my judgments of you. I am responsible for my understanding of what you say and do. I am responsible for any hurts I allow myself to feel towards you. I am responsible for any desires of needs I feel towards you. I am responsible for any frustrations of my desires or needs towards you. I am responsible for any hostility I allow myself to feel towards you. I am responsible because I choose to be responsible. I am responsible because it gives me pleasure. I am responsible because it gives me control. I am responsible because it gives me freedom. I am responsible because it gives me relaxation. I choose not to be responsible for your relationship to me. I choose not to be responsible for your communications to me. I choose not to be responsible for such impossibilities. For if I should choose to feel responsible for your happiness, then I would feel guilty about your unhappiness. And if I should try to make you responsible for my unhappiness, then I would feel responsible for your misery about my unhappiness. When I am responsible and know it, I am free. When I am responsible and don't know it, I am still responsible. And therefore, since I am responsible anyway, I choose to be aware of the blessing of being responsible. What a pleasure it is to know the freedom and power of my responsibility. For responsibility is love in motion. And responsibility is the toast of one soul to another. And I'd like to leave you with that because I believe that we are responsible and we have emotions. And now be responsible for your emotions. Don't stuff them. Allow yourself to experience them fully so that you can move through them. However, in that process, don't let other people around you pay the price. And I don't want you to pay the price. But when we start to look and see what is it that you really want, and you get really crystal clear of what it is you really want, I promise you, you can create it. This is great, Kathy. Are you ready for questions? I would love some questions. We have quite a few questions on this topic. So first up from A.H., uh, she asks, how can I control how deeply I feel my emotions, for example, sadness and anger? And in fact, Kathy, we have a lot of questions around this topic, like how can I control my feelings? So if you could address that, that would be great. Well, I guess my first, uh, I think it's kind of funny. Please hear me, people. I am not Dr. Laura, okay? However, I think it's uh, interesting that it's how do I control it? So I guess my question is, what are you attempting to control? So you have feelings. The question is, what do you, I mean, that really is my, my question is, what are you attempting to control? And is it that, are you stuffing them or are you lashing out to people? It's like, you got to go, okay, wow, this is getting overkill here. Like, so... I'm not sure what is meant by controlling my emotions because emotions are fabulous. The question again is, do you have your emotions or do your emotions have you? So 
when you talk about uh, responsibility, we have some other questions around just working with yourself. So FM here asks um, about letting go of resentment. How do I forgive myself? I think that's a great question. And, uh, you know, it's, we can't, I, I could say, well, you just do, but it's, it's a process. Is that, I guess I'd, I'd ask you to start to look at what are you getting out of beating yourself up about it? You know, forgiveness is to give as before. You made a mistake. You did something. I get it. You did it. However, someplace you're getting, you're getting something out of beating yourself up. Like you're not allowing yourself to move forward. So maybe possibly how can you make it right? So if you go do something good for you and start looking at, wait a second, yes, I did make a mistake. mistake. I did screw up. That is absolutely a fact. However, now go do something good for yourself so that you could actually move forward instead of dwelling on it. Because it kind of sounds like if you're not forgiving yourself, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not, uh, you're dwelling on it. And you don't want to do that to yourself because that means you're reliving it in your mind and all the things. And when you're doing that to yourself, you can't possibly do anything else. And you're just wasting time. You're wasting space in that incredible mind that you have. So go do something good for you, and if it's, and you got to start to journal about, wow, what am I getting out of this? So what actions are you not taking, and where are you really paying the price by you being stuck in, not, in, in that? You're not going after things that you really want. So how are you using that so you don't have to go after the things that you really want? Okay, what's the next one, Kat? Okay, next from MW. What if the other person is the one that's upset? Are there ways I can learn to diffuse the situation? Well, let's see. So are there ways that I could diffuse the situation? So they might be upset, and so you, guess what? So you have to, you got to listen. You got to ask them, how can I make this right? And so, you know, uh, one time I heard from someone, it was like a really good line, it was, Saying you're sorry is just an excuse for doing it again. So whatever it is that they're upset about, yeah, I, I give you my word, I will not do that. But you've got to be willing to deliver on that. And you can't, again, as I just read in that responsibility poem, you can't, there's nothing you can do about their emotions. I get it. They're upset. However, uh, you've got to ask them, how can I make it right? Because sometimes one of the things that I've learned is that, you know what, sometimes we just got to vent. However, bent up, I learned that from a very brilliant woman, and not bent down or across, bent up. And you've got to give yourself a time limit on it so that then you can actually see it in a different light. And that's at some point, it's like, okay, so what do you need from me to make this right? And be asking them what they need because otherwise you're just going to become the victim and you're going to go into that whole cycle. And so it's at some point you got to say, okay, I'm going to stop this, and how can I make it right? Great. What's the next question, Kat? Next from DL, how do I overcome the fear of confrontation and learn to express myself from the heart? That's a really great question. So the fear of confrontation. So I would start to ask yourself, first of all, what, what are you unwilling to confront? And is there, maybe they're not confronting you. And you just think that they are. 
because not everybody, it's not always going to be a bed of roses out there. It's just not. And so what's the best way? You know, sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. It is. I get it. And sometimes you just got to be uncomfortable. You know, at the Life Success Course, we always talk about opportunity to learn to be uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable. So ask yourself, boy, what's the price I'm paying for not willing to actually take this one on? Because there's something bigger on the other side. Like here's the greatest news in some of what we're talking about this evening is when you start to take on different uh, attitudes and ways of being and go take action, you start to raise your self-esteem. You start to raise your internal clock inside of yourself about how great you are. So think about, okay, might be really uncomfortable in this moment to confront whatever it is. However, look at what's on the other side of that. Like think of the growth you're going to have internally by you actually confronting something. That is exciting. What's our next question, Kat? Next up from KM, how do I move through the world without taking things personally? Again, I'm going to refer to the responsibility, <laughs> the responsibility poem. It's like, uh, yeah, you do take, take things personally, but start to ask yourself why. Like, some, it's not always all about you. You know, Maya Angelou has a great saying, and she says, I'm not in it. And so taking things personally all the time, uh, gosh, that's, a da that's dangerous territory. And not that you aren't a connected and feeling person. Yeah, you are. Of course you are, I hope. However, start to ask yourself, why am I, ta why am I making this about me when it has nothing to do with you? And to start to ask yourself, wait a second, that's a practice. Like when you start to take it personally inside, then stop for a moment and go, wait a second, am I making it about me? I might not have anything to do with this. And it really is okay. Because one of the things that, that we definitely work with in all of our classes is that are you being a rescuer? Do you think that you have to make everything right? Are you being the peacekeeper? So those are some of the questions that you want to start to ask yourself wow, how come I'm taking this so personally when it really doesn't have anything to do with me? What else do we have there, Kat? Next up from M.O., how do we disconnect our thoughts from our feelings? How do we disconnect our thoughts from our feelings? So feelings are emotions, and I'm not really sure exactly what, the person is asking. So how do I disconnect from my thoughts and my feelings? So I actually think, like, I always look at, when we talk about the three levels of mind in our basic seminar specifically, and we work with that obviously in the Life Success Course and the Leadership Seminars, but I always look at our conscious mind as our thinking, our subconscious mind as our emotions, our feelings, and then our superconscious mind. And so our superconscious mind never wavers. And what we actually are attempting to do is to bring our thinking and our feelings in alignment so that all three levels of our mind can be connected and we can create extraordinary results. So I think that my question for you to start to ask yourself is where are you out of alignment? Where are your feelings and your thinking not matching up? And start to really go, okay, wait a second, where, where have I disconnected them? Because quite possibly, you want to start to connect them. Do we have another one? Yes, next from JT, 
How can I keep emotions in check when trying to get through an angry, difficult, hard conversation? Well, I think that, um, oh, I've definitely had those conversations. And sometimes, you know, uh, actually, sometimes it's what's really good, tool is to preface. You know, I'm, I have a lot of charge on this. I'm, I'm angry, and I'm not attempting to put it on you. So I just got to, you know, get it out of me, but I'm not putting it on you. And I don't think that it's so much people are angry. The question is, and we do feel anger. The question is, what are we doing with it? And so one of the, gr- the biggest ways that we affect each other in a horrible, like we do horrible reactions to things. And so how are you expressing your anger? Are you t- attempting to put it out on somebody? Or are you just saying, wow, I'm really angry? You know, Jane Wilhite has the greatest, she talks about raising her daughter. And one of the things that she always talks about is don't yell at your children. And so she would talk about um, when Janessa was a young girl and she'd stand outside of her bedroom and she'd look at the mess that was in the room and, you know, there was a part of her that just wanted to scream at her kid for cleaning up her room and she knew that was not the way to do it. And so she'd have to just bottle up and go, okay, Janessa, you need to clean up your room. So start again, it's like, okay, so I feel this anger, but how am I expressing it? Like, I can be angry, but I don't have to lash out. I could actually say, you know, I'm really angry. I don't have to scream I'm really angry and do something violent. I'm really angry at this situation. I'm really angry at what was just said. Here's how I heard it. Again, not putting the blame on somebody else, but actually taking responsibility for your actions and your feelings. It's all, And again, I... I mean, I think that question is really great because it uh, just goes back to we don't want to stuff our emotions, but we don't. But we want to like express them in a way that's proactive versus reactive. I hope that that makes sense to everybody on the call. What's another question, Kat? Next from LM here. Wants to know how do you work through the emotions of not wanting to talk about your feelings? My husband is very much into talking out feelings with me, and I just want to keep it light and simple. I think most women on this call are probably going, your husband wants to talk about emotions? Oh, my gosh. So I guess um, I would ask you to turn it around. What if you wanted to really talk about emotions and he wanted to keep it light and simple? So, again, start asking yourself, okay, what am I committed to in this relationship? How do I want our relationship to be? Because one of the things that, is really important in relationships is to ask people what they need. And when they tell you what they need, whether you want to give it or not, that's what they need. If you're committed to that relationship being a 10 and taking it to the next 10, sometimes we have to, we have to do things sometimes that we don't want to do because it's going to work for the end result. And so, yeah, you might not want to, However, if you are committed to your relationship, guess what? You need to. Great. Next from LR wants to know, what are ways to stay happy during the valleys of life when everything is just not going your way? That is a great question because you're not always going to be happy. And if you're looking to be happy all the time, that's just not the way it is. I mean, I always use the example of in my marriage, uh, I'm not always happy with my husband, okay? Okay. I don't always like my husband. I guarantee you I love my husband. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, 
and I'm committed to our marriage. I could be positive, you know, there's, actually I'm going to tell you a little story. I could be, uh, in the basic, I sometimes use this example. I could be standing on a 40-story building, and I can jump, and I could be positive and happy the whole way down. But guess what? I'm going to hit that pavement, and I'm going to be dead and gone. So positive and happy, my point of view, overrated. Are you committed? And sometimes in our commitment, it's not easy. It's like there is peaks and valleys. That is absolutely true. However, how long are you staying in those peaks and valleys? Because if I'm looking just to be happy, it's not always. You know, anybody that's a parent in, uh, on this call, anybody that's been married, you know, you know it's not always a bed of roses. That's the point. And sometimes those peaks and valleys, it's like when we're uncomfortable and unreasonable in our life, that's when we grow. Like our growth doesn't happen when we're happy all the time. Our growth happens when we have those peaks and valleys because we got to reach inside of ourselves and pull out something that we haven't used before. That's the beauty. And we'll do that when there's something really big on the other side that we're really committed to. So thank you for that question. What's the next, Kat? Next from BT uh, is looking for more ideas about finding acceptance. More ideas about finding acceptance. Uh, that, well, my question would be is acceptance from somebody else or acceptance from you, yourself. So I go back immediately to the I Am Lecture in the basic seminar. And basically the I Am Lecture in the basic seminar is everything that we teach. It's what are we saying to ourselves about ourselves. So I would suggest that you actually start to practice your I Am's what an incredible human being you are. Like, I'm gorgeous, I'm brilliant, I'm a leader, I'm powerful, I'm empowering, I'm sexy, I'm this. I mean, like, all the things that you are committed to being, you know, one of the, one of the taglines, really, is act as if it is so, so that it becomes so. Thank you, Kat. Do we have another one? Yes, next from AJ. Are there any practices that help with getting in touch and staying in touch with emotions? Any tips or recommendations for getting out of your head and connecting to your heart? Well, if it's a challenge for you to connect with your feelings and connect with your heart, uh, you def- I'm going to say, you know, there's definitely something. I'd say come read out at the basic or come to the basic seminar because that's where you want to be and start to look at all the things that are right in your life. What are the things that bring you joy? And when you feel yourself getting shut down, call somebody that makes you laugh. Call somebody that brings out that side of you that you are challenged to dig out of yourself. So that sometimes the greatest thing in the world is when we have people around us supporting us in a reputation to live up to versus a reputation to live down to. So if connecting with your emotions, I'd say, okay, start to... Do things that are fun and exciting and bring out your emotions. Go be with people that bring that out of you. And sometimes I think that we, we live life many times as a lone ranger. And, you know, we weren't put on this planet to do it that way. We were really and truly put on this planet to do this dance called life together, not separate. And sometimes we have to ask for support. Not that they're going to do it for us. No, no, no. 
that they're actually going to support us and holding us in a different light. Do you have another one, Kat? Uh, yeah, this is uh, the last question we have time for uh, from SM. People ask me what's holding you back. I'm not sure what I am resisting. How do I figure out what emotion to deal with? Well, first of all, I think that what, uh, that what I would want to ask you, whoever asked this question, is, well, what is it that you want? So what's the risk you're unwilling to take? So if there's something that you really want, but you don't go after it, and then, so people are asking you what's holding you back, and so you're thinking about what's holding you back, well, here's the deal. What's holding you back is you're unwilling to risk. So when we start to risk, we start to take action in our lives, and it's uncomfortable, uh, you will get a lot of emotions going on inside of yourself, I promise you. But if we go back to the basic seminar, when we do the nine-dot exercise, it's like, what box are you, have you stuck yourself in? And Shirley Hunt has the greatest line in the world. To find the answers out, guess what? You've got to get out of the box. But the only reason you're going to get out of the box is that there's something that you want. So what do you got to risk to actually go after it? Because when you start to go after it, I promise you, you will get back in touch with your emotions that quite possibly you have shut down. Absolutely. And since we have so many people on the call who have not yet done any of our classes, if you could uh, give a few bars on the PSI basic seminar so that people who haven't done it get an idea of what it's all about. Okay. So I, I'm just going to, you know, one of the things that I talk about the basic is that we live in a very, well, clearly we live in a, uh, a technological driven world. Sometimes people can't even have lunch together without looking at their phone. However, the basic is an opportunity to get off the fast track of life and spend some time with you and spend some time looking at your thought process and an inward journey, discovering all that is right about you and learning specific tools, specific techniques that will support you in having an extraordinary life. As Mr. Wilhite, the founder of site uh, seminars with his wife, Jane Wilhite, world peace one mind at a time. We will never have peace on this planet until there is peace within ourselves. So the opportunity of a lifetime in the basic seminar to really reground yourself about where you're really going and if how you're currently living your life is really going to set you up for how you really want it. And for many people, as uh, some of the greatest stories that I've ever heard is when people come to the basic seminar and they go back and they start to implement it into their businesses and start to change cultures in, out in the business world. That is one of the greatest, most, and you've changed that culture, whether it's in a business or our family. So how are you really living your life? And that's, I mean, I could talk, ah, Kat, that's a loaded question. I could talk on and on and on about the basic seminar. But if those people that are not on the call get online, go find out, like come to an event, talk to people that have taken the class, but really there are tools and techniques in those three days that I guarantee you will shift your life, life forever and compel you and propel you, so to speak, taking a rocket ship and shifting different results in your life. And an incredible way to spend three days of, of you. Absolutely. It's an amazing class. And for those of you who are new to PSI seminars, you can find out more about the basic seminar at PSIBasicSeminar.com. Again, that's PSIBasicSeminar.com. 
So with that, Kathy, if you could wrap up the call, um, part of what I heard you talk about that really stood out for me was the three ways of listening, uh, forgiveness, victim versus responsible, really holding that end result in mind and journaling. So if you could just give us a couple of points to take away from the call, that would be awesome. Okay. I think for me, the biggest one, uh, two biggest ones is, first of all, do you want to be right or do you want to be successful? And to start asking yourself, what are you really committed to? And are you willing to do whatever it takes to have that turn out? And if you're saying to yourself that you're trying or you really want to, bring your level of intention, bring your level of purpose, your level of drive. I mean, this is the only life that we have. Why not live it to the fullest? Why not at the end of the road, you're like thoroughly worn out, thoroughly used up, and it's like, wow, what a ride. Like, you have the power to actually create that. But it's your life, and how are you living it? But to actually really see what is it that you really want. Do you want to be right about something, or do you want to have that perfect end result? And sometimes, guess what? We just got to bite the bullet and swallow our pride because something's way bigger on the other side. So thank you so much for allowing me to be on the call. I hope that all of you enjoyed yourself and got some big takeaways for yourself. And go take, go take yourself on and start really looking at the people in your life. Okay, I got to let this one go because it's time to get back to why we're really together. It's called love and connection. And thank you so much, Kathy, for being on the call. You covered so much ground tonight, and it was such a popular topic. It was perfect that you were the person doing the call. So thank you. Well, thank you very much, Kat. And thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. The topic is integrity, and we will be discussing personal alignment. It's scheduled for Tuesday, July 12th. You can register now at psiteleseminars.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psiteleseminars.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. Go to facebook.com forward slash psiseminars and share your thoughts on the call. Let us know how you're going to implement these tools and techniques into your life. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar, go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Thank you, everyone, for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.